Good afternoon. How are you, Kevin? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me and thanks to everyone who is tuning in to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. We are going to be looking at property sourcing today, Kevin. So we're going to be looking at uh, potential buy-to-let investments on the market. We're going to trial them through on the website and have a wee go at them on spreadsheet and see how they are as potential buy-to-lets. Uh, I thought it'd be great for you to join us today. Uh, Jim's not here anyway, but um, I, I thought it'd be great for you to join us and uh, give your take on whether properties are good potential investments and like the area and what they could achieve rental-wise and things, because you do a lot of that day in, day out. Um, so I thought it'd be good to get your perspective on that. Uh, how are you anyway? Good. What you're going to come up with today? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, in the news, we'll cover gosh, a few topics I picked up for the news today. Actually, I've been looking at uh, landlord today and things, which a lot of it is geared to like um, England and things, but it's relevant for us as well. Um, first topic is investment opportunities are plenty as auction markets start to soften. Uh, so I was having a read of this. So it's a prominent auction house. Uh, it says bids are fewer in number than before, and that's a sign that the market is softening, uh, presenting potential opportunities for investors. Um, there's a lot of good opportunities for investors at the moment. Um, the market, and as they go on to say in this, the market is still hot, but people appear to be, appear to be hanging back until the last minute before they commit. Um, now, once again, we smashed, um, we smashed it with 92% of all properties sold. Uh, raising more than 28 million so we are delighted with that result so that's that this is a an individual auction house we are seeing a drop in the number of bidders at the moment which i think reflects a slight stalling of confidence in the market but the people who are bidding are serious putting in offers uh, strong offers uh, and properties are continuing to sell well above reserve prices and we see that a lot as well um, and i think we i mean i see that quite a lot and you'll see you'll know as well Kern dealing with new investors and landlords and things, the ones that are in the market just now and that are buying are quite serious and uh, and what they are doing. And when they go forward with an offer, they're, they're, they're prepared to follow through with that. It's not just kind of um, something that they're doing just for the, for the sake of doing it, which I think I've seen a lot of people do in the past. Um, do you see a lot like people a lot more confidence in, in buy-to-let investors and things now? Yeah, I think just the market that we're in just now, obviously you can't really be waiting around you have to be have your ducks in a row and you have to be prepared for it so our investors they know what they're doing they know what they're looking for so when it comes around to the potential for a good opportunity for them you want to be going for it straight away and not hanging back on it and potentially missing out and um, just the way the market is in general things are still going for quite a bit over so to be able to you have to be on the ball to find the good deals and not get caught up i think within all the general interest that properties are getting yeah, yeah. You really need to, like you say, have have things in, in place and be ready to move, um, and be prepared. And we've done so many shows on preparation and how to how to be prepared and 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 be successful in putting offers through for um, investment properties. But yeah, but as I continue with in the news, um, tax experts warn government to lay off buy to let landlords. Um, so this article. Um, again from Landlord Today. Uh, don't pick on landlords. Uh, that's the message from Leading Tax Advisory Consultancy. Um, the government needs to take care to ensure that the responsible buy-to-let landlords are not burdened with so much regulatory, like regulatory red tape um, and costs that decide, and, and costs and, and that obviously make them decide to sell up. Now, I've touched on this last week about um, 
people being overwhelmed with the amount of changes in legislation and 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 just uh, like regulations and things and uh, increasing costs to themselves and and then deciding to to sell up their portfolios and people um, are out there promoting that oh you'll sell your portfolio in 19 days and just ridiculous things and and uh, I was I was kind of trying to put across to people that don't don't give up on your investment and don't just sell up your buy to let investment portfolio just uh, for the sake of a few things that maybe you're struggling to try and manage. Um, hold on to it. I think that was the, basically the, the uh, unless you're in a situation and there are certain uh, individuals who maybe are in a, a, a situation where they do need to sell and that's fine. Um, and then Jim and I have discussed that if you've got a buy to let portfolio and everything is compliant and up to date when they, they do bring in these changes and um, I mean there are continual changes in legislation and things as you're well aware Karen but if you do it um, as and when they come around uh, it's, it's small incremental changes that you could keep on uh, updating your portfolio it should be okay and you should obviously compensate for the cost of doing this uh, or have a contingency to, to compensate for the cost of doing that um, but um, the, 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 the article was basically pushing that um, this is exacerbating the shortage of decent homes to rent, which I would agree on, um, because uh, any reduction in the number of homes to rent is bad news for the UK economy, as affordable accommodation is essential if employers are going to find the 1.295 million job vacancies uh, reported by the end of at the end of March in 2022, um, and the average rent in the UK has increased by around about 10.6 percent it says in this article and that's slightly different but anyway um and that was in the year uh, to may 2022 sorry so it's really slightly different from that uh, but those working in the retail and leisure and hospitality industries are really struggling to find affordable homes and employers in these sectors are unable to recruit staff so it's having a, it has a knock-on effect as well um and it says here that the end agents have reported that the number of rental homes has almost halved since 2019 um which obviously I think I'm going to read the next article, which it picks up on that. Uh, research has shown that this is a result of the sale of properties by uh, buy to let landlords due to the regulatory and tax changes over the last ten years. Um, and and I have seen I have seen uh, landlords and things um, decide to go down that route because of the the changes uh, that have been brought in, whether it's legislation, whether it's tax and things. And there has been a lot uh, in recent years. And you'll be aware of that, Karen. Obviously, in the last ten years, you've progressed as a letting agent and come right through property management and things as well. So you're all too aware of the changes in legislation. Have you seen that having an effect on some landlords and then struggling to try and keep up and keep their property uh, portfolio compliant? Yeah. So yes. obviously, it's important to be keeping on top of like current regulations for it. So, but you do get landlords that when new ones come out, sometimes they've just had enough and they don't want to do it anymore. So I think. Probably saw the biggest change when the we had the least change from obviously the shortage of your tenancies onto your private residential tenancies yeah. um, in 2017. I think that kind of have a, a bit of a difference in it because obviously there's a big change in the types of leases, no fixed terms anymore, um, mm -hmm. and like the notice periods as well. So that was one of the biggest changes I think that I've seen over my time doing this, yeah. um, which a lot of landlords I think did say we've had enough of this. But at the end of the day, the landlords are providing a service effectively because there are people that aren't in positions to be able to buy properties and that do need rented accommodation so it is reducing that section of the housing market by scrutinizing landlords in this aspect because they do have enough 
sell on and then there's less properties for people to be able to rent and I mean we've seen even over the last year or so there's far more people looking for properties than there is properties on the market so yes. reducing that market even more is having a, a big knock-on effect for it yeah definitely I'm just going to see a uh, Facebook user good afternoon guys I think I know who that is that's coming through from a private group so sorry I am I know it is still. So good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Anybody else that's joining us, please jump in the comments and ask us questions or comment on what we're speaking about and interact. It would be brilliant. Or even just give us a thumbs up. That would be fine. Um, yeah, last last one that I picked up this morning. Uh, proof that taxes and restrictions make landlords quit the rental market. Um, the clearest indication of the rate at which the private rented market is shrinking is revealed in the new research by Property Mark. Uh, it shows that the number of properties available to rent through letting agents uh, in the month of March halved between 2019 and 2022. Um, during the same four-year period, 94% of landlords who removed their property from the rental market did so to sell. Uh, and we have seen that. Um, but, the, um, but over half of these rented properties sold um, in March this year alone did not return to the private rented sector. And that's the thing, obviously, um, it's causing a big problem in the, the rented sector because landlords are getting to this point and they're thinking, right, I'm going to sell. Um, they're selling whether it's two, three bedroom flats, houses, which are the kind of popular, like that's the kind of really popular two, three bedroom houses and flats. These are getting picked up by first time buyers and things, and so um, which is fine, but then it leaves, gap, it leaves a gap in the, in the private rented sector and that's where we're seeing the shortage in available housing. Um, the number of properties available to rent has been diminishing with a large portion of landlords choosing to sell their properties. A lack of property is the root cause for rent increases and rising figures of social housing lists. Um, we've seen that, the amount of people that, I mean, the amount of people that are joining social housing lists because there's not enough private rented properties for them. And then obviously this has got a knock-on effect on rental prices and rental prices are increasing because of the lack of a supply of properties um, so that in turn pushes up rental values. Would you agree with that, Kim? Yeah, we've seen a change with the, especially the social kind of side of it. Obviously, with new build, new developments that are going up in the area, they're, they're contracted to build new affordable housing within that. So it does help, obviously, that side of it that you do have people that are in the kind of council social housing side of it being able to offer this extra housing effectively. So there's steps in place to try and sort that side but at the end of the day the private sector is is still the same it's relying on that changeover of landlords selling and hopefully other landlords picking them up but like you say they're usually it tends to be they're in a prime position for first-time buyers to pick them up yeah. which is great because obviously it's their first home um, and being one myself I know you need to yeah, just become a, a first-time buyer yourself in the last year yeah and I know how hard it was to try and find something even for what I was looking for. So it swings and roundabouts on the aspects of you've got the different sections that all need turnover for them. But yeah, landlords are such an important side of that as well. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a great need for more social housing, but um, landlord, the private sector plays such a big part in providing housing. Um, and it's it's suffered uh, just with all the changes that COVID and, and just and all the legislation changes and tax changes, just a, a whole multitude of things has um, put a lot of pressure on the private rented sector over the last few years. Um, 
and the there is so many good landlords out there that provide good housing um a lot of women five we represent and uh, that's important they're important to the to the housing sector i have to say that but um anyway today's topic is property sourcing now Kieran, i thought you'd be brilliant to join me today because obviously we um i was going to say on a weekly basis but on a daily basis we look at areas and properties and um a, a property source for landlords and investors myself we do a lot of obviously gyms we do the uh, gyms portfolio and things um, we do a lot of um, the project management of the turnaround things as well. So you've got your finger on finger on the pulse of area and uh, what's good and what's what's not, what's popular, um, what rental values are achievable, and what's maybe a wee bit out of the box. And uh, so yeah, so it's, I thought it'd be good for us to look at the market and look at what potential buy to lets the opportunities there is, and have a wee look at them. We'll run them through the spreadsheet and things. Um, any of those you feel are quite popular just now? Five in general, um, we've touched on before, it is quite popular. Um, so there's different areas within that that are a bit more attractive or achievable on a buy-to-let aspect. So um, areas yeah. such as like Leaven, Glenrothes, Cooper, I would say they're kind of the three main ones that we are involved in. Obviously, we cover the whole that's, <laughs> that's the three I've wrote on my list to go through today. So it's good to know we're on the same page. So uh, yeah. let's, let's say, uh, I'm going to share screen and uh, I'm going to have, I mean, I'll let people go to as right move or Zoopla. Obviously, they're the two biggest platforms and quite rightly so. I, I've mentioned before, and Jim mentions this as well, and you'll see as we go through this probably, because obviously I'm familiar with what's on the market at the minute. You'll find that Zoopla's probably slightly better than Rightmove because a lot of uh, independent, maybe solicitors or even just solicitors in general, don't use Rightmove because it's so expensive to advertise on. And some of the smaller agencies and things, and you'll find a lot of maybe um, good investment opportunities on there. Um, so uh, it's definitely worth going through Zoopla, uh, where obviously a lot of them that are on Rightmove will be. Uh, so let's have a wee look. So we'll jump on to Zoopla. Um, can you see that, Ken? Mm -hmm. Good. Right, okay. So I'll just do five in general. So let's see, I think there's around about 600, oh, just shy. There you go, 588. It's a wee bit higher than that when I last checked. Um, so yeah, so I mean, and five in the entirety, through Zoopla anyway, there's 588 available properties. Um, so let's, I think, jump to my favourite. My favourite at the moment is going off this. It's just such a brilliant area. Um, for investment, you pick up property at such a good price point. Rental values are great. I mean, the market in Glen Office, Cairn, how popular is it just now? It's really popular right now because it's good for an investment because you can go some potential there to pick up sort of two, three bedroom houses and get a good return on them at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Glen Office is really good. There's a lot of good opportunities um, in the area. Uh, let's just have a look at what's on then. So. Russell Drive, two bedroom flat. We just done one recently, um, similar to this one, Kern. Um, was it Church Street? Yeah. I think it's the same as this one. Yeah. These are all typically the same. Do you see that floor plan here? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same as the one from the Church Street. Um, so that's got potential, but. Look at others. Yeah, we did one just recently here in two bedroom flat and achieved 475. Yeah. What do we say? We've got 475 for that, and it went fairly quickly. So that's potentially a good investment, but uh, I'm going to move on to others. 
Okay, bungalow. Bungalows are popular. Uh, that wouldn't. I wouldn't. That wouldn't jump out to me as um, something to go for straight away. But here's one, uh, and then again, it's Rolos. Um, that's a three-bedroom mid-terrace. So Rolos, it's through the solicitor. So this will not be on right move. Rolos don't advertise on right move. So let's have a look at this one. Um, just quickly. So three-bedroom mid-terrace. Um, and what I would usually do, I mean, uh, I go out and look at one. Uh, Properties for certain uh, landlord investors of ours and things that um, to bring on and, and manage. So what I would first look at is obviously what needs to be done to this. Now that's a good price point. That's a three-bed mid-terrace uh, property. So Karen, obviously in good condition. We're talking what? So three-bedroom oh, yeah. in Glenrothes, that style of property, you're in the region of 600 to 650, depending on the condition of it. Yeah, so we need to be, so first off to me, I mean, these outbuildings, I mean, um, the window and the door and things look weathered, the roof, as long as it's watertight, would be fine to be left, but that will have asbestos in it. Um, so if it, if it, is, if it isn't watertight, it has to be taken off and replaced. It'll have to be disposed of correctly uh, to a SEPA, SEPA registered um, dump or wherever it is, but that costs a wee bit extra as well. So these are all things to think about. So these outbuildings in Glen Office are always something to think about. I always check the condition of the doors, the windows and the, the roof, the corrugated roof there, uh, like I say, uh, will have asbestos in it. Straight off, I can see that this back door will probably need done. I can't see what the windows are like, but let's have a look inside. Uh, so clearly been a smoker <laughs> uh, in here, but a good sized room, I mean really decor wise, it just needs put back to neutral. Kitchen. Kitchen's all right. The, ki the kitchen, I mean, that's what you need to use your judgment. You would you'd probably get away with that kitchen. You could freshen that up, but as long as it's all intact um, and functional enough. Boiler on the wall there, that to me looks like a Worcester combi. Um, obviously you would get a lot more information when you've got the whole report on this, but that looks like a waste of combat. Don't know how old it is, uh, but they are very good, reliable boilers. There it is, yeah, waster. Um, see that kitchen from the other angle? Maybe need to update it. Mm -hmm. So um, you need to think, and then cost of obviously kitchens and bathrooms and things uh, for the full refit, uh, um, like the rip out install, cost of that's went up. Bathrooms are around about four, kitchen could be anywhere between five and six, even. Depending on what you're doing with that. Uh, good sized bedrooms. Trying to look at the windows here. That's the smallest bedroom. Obviously, dated. That's obviously been an older person. Oh, there's a surprise. Um, well, it's not a surprise, to be fair, but obviously, in compar comparison to the rest of the property, that is quite a nice shower room. But clearly, it's been an older person that's lived in there, given the style, the decor. But they've had, the, they've had this bathroom, shower room, should I say put in for obviously ease for them, which is good, it's nice. Maybe not ideal for a family, having a shower and not having the bath. Um, I've seen that being a sticking point before. Right, here's the windows here. So the windows, mm, that windows might need attention. So then that's when you start to add up the cost, like, okay, right, well, I'm gonna have a kitchen, I'm gonna have a full redecor, I'm gonna have windows, uh, oil's okay, but I would have the flat roof checked. I was going to say, flat roof. Flat roof, yeah. I mean, these are good properties and things. And, and if the flat roof's done, the flat roof's done, and it's in good condition, it will last. Um, it will last a fairly, uh, a fairly good amount of time. But 
uh, only if it's in good condition. And then obviously you've got your compliance side of things. This has obviously not been a rental before. You're going to have to make sure it complies with electrical safety and things as well. Um, and then until you get the home report, I don't know what the EPC rate on this. I don't imagine it would be too low, but that would be something to think about. Sorry, I'm just clicking too fast. Um, garden would need tidied up. This flat roof on the, best, the vestibule area. So yeah, so potentially, I mean, price point, three bedrooms, 70,000, you think, great. But there may be a wee, a wee bit of spending uh, in that one. So that's maybe one, um, if you're up for the for the reefer, um, it could be done. Um, now, Altair, this one, after Altair at 75, I've actually looked at this one um, as a potential investment for one of our landlords and at the time I told things up it wasn't going to be that great an investment although it's a, a good property we we resigned on the fact that the kitchen would come out it's electric heating uh, so it would have to be all new gas central heating there's patio doors on the kitchen there's patio doors on the living room they need replaced as do the rest of the windows it needs a full decor I'll need all the certificates um, for compliance. Bathroom would ideally need to come out. Um, we've got landscaping in the garden. And by the time we added it up um, in terms of investment, it didn't really figure, the numbers didn't really work. Um, so like that was like straight off, I looked at that and I thought, right. And I tallied up, I think about um, the time I've done the kitchen, bathroom, redecor, um, EICR, new windows, and because there's two patio doors and in the front door there you can see the timber door to get that UPVC, uh, costs started adding up. Um, I mean, that's that's looking at it from a perspective where you're going to bring the property in really good condition. Because, I mean, a two-bedroom property, I mean, Altair, Pachuca, two-bed, Cairn, what are you thinking, 555, maybe? Yeah, 55575 region. Yeah, but I mean, to, in order to get 575 for a house it would need to be nice and it would need to be finished to a good standard so this is what you that's what you're going to have to put into it um, so yeah that one didn't quite work although it might be a good investment for someone um den home court now this one i've actually been in and um, when i first seen this um, i actually sent it across to one of our investors and says look have a look at this this could potentially be good and when i looked at the pictures sorry i'll make this bigger uh, when I looked at the, the listing pictures um, myself, again, it's a flat roof, but I look, and obviously a, a, a handrail would need to go in there if you were going to let it. And I think decor-wise, it would need to be toned down a bit. Um, but I thought all in all, I thought, God, it looks quite good. And when I actually went to view this one, and when you see it close up, it needs a lot of work. And again, the windows are all... Uh, it's the aluminium frame, CR Smith style windows. A lot of them are the seals are blown, um, some of the hinge, the catches are done. So basically, you've got a full um, windows and doors, and then decor, and then the bathroom. There's a lot of remedial work in the bathroom, I mean, that's a big hole there behind the toilet and things. And yeah, when it, when you see it in the cold light of day, sorry, I'm skipping too fast. It was quite tired. Uh, although it was a really big property, it was a three-bedroom property, you would get quite a good uh, return on it, but you would need to put the money in. Um, so not to say it's a bad investment, but you need to be prepared, be prepared to put the work in and spend the money. 
Uh, these outbuildings, um, when I checked them, these doors both were plaster repairs. So was the window, and I think there was a there was a breach in the roof uh, and the corrugated and the corrugated uh, roof, which again, like I say, would need to be taken away, disposed of correctly, and so a lot of a lot of costs were mounting up on that one. Although when you look at, it, I thought, well, that's good, and it was me that actually put it forward, and I went and looked at it myself. So, I think that's um, the thing. Online, but the importance of going and seeing it, or at least having somebody like an agent going and seeing it on your behalf, just to yeah. see if it is actually as good as it looks, or like you say, if it's needing the work done to it. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's good as well if you've got an agent who's familiar with the area and, like, obviously they're on, got their feet on the ground in that area all the time and know the properties, um, then it helps a lot to be advised, especially if you're a, a, an out area investor that's obviously, which is. The one that I was looking at that for um, was, and I was like, "Look, it's a lot of work. You would have to, I would have to be a project managed from a distance and things like that." Although obviously we're there to uh, assist with that as well. I've also viewed this one at Barnacle Drive, um, which is a brilliant wee flat. Uh, we have the one just around the corner. Rents really successfully. It's quite well finished actually, in the pictures again. But there was a few things. A lot of the, the fascias at the front were quite weathered. Um, I, I, the agent couldn't tell me at the time whether it was a, re a previous rental, um, but it did have all its smoke alarms, it did have its carbon monoxide, it had its new RCD board and things. Uh, kitchen was quite nice. Uh, there was still a wee bit of money to be spent on it, though. It's not as pristine as it looks in the pictures, but it was still potentially a good investment. Um, and Balnagown Drive, you'll know yourself, Ken, we've got that one, uh, just, it's just a, the next block, actually. Um, and that rents so successfully. Uh, and has done for a lot of years. Yeah, it's always quite a problem. Yeah. But it was the next one. Now, this one in Lothian Court, which I thought was really good. So we're 79,995, so 80,000 um, on the first for homes. It's a three bedroom terrace property. You could see here, obviously, nice outside space. Um, again, it's a flat roof, but obviously, get the home report, check that. Um, I mean, it's obviously finished inside to somebody's personal taste because they live in it. Uh, but the area is perfect for buy to let. Kitchen, maybe a wee bit dated, but to be fair, initially you'd be able to let that with this kitchen. And then as you further down the line, is obviously you could maybe upgrade that. But it's fine to it. It looks fine anyway. You'd have to see it, obviously. Um, dining area, bedroom, bedroom, bedroom. Windows look good. Fixtures and fittings look fine. You've got off-street parking here. The outbuilding looks, it's well maintained. Uh, and there's also a garage with it as well, which is obviously out of the back. Uh, so I thought that was a really good one. So let's take that one. Especially in Genlossus, there's a lot of terrace houses that are kind of laid out quite together. Yeah. So if you can get one with the potential for off-street parking, it does make it more attractive to a tenant. Definitely. Definitely, because um, I mean, some of the main things we'll get is off-street parking is a big plus, uh, storage space, that garage is just a, an even bigger plus, um, nice outside space, uh, plenty like obviously like the dining area and things is great, so I think that's a really good one, um, and uh, obviously I had missed, I had the first time we seen this was just uh, yesterday actually, uh, so I'm actually going to pitch it to a couple of people uh, as a potential investment, so that one's a uh, Seventy-nine, ninety. I'm going to write this down. And what we're getting, Kevin, three bedroom, um, 
Would we get sex or sex? I think we get sex festive for this, I think. Yeah, quite potentially. We have an off-street party, and I think if it was the decor was sorted a little bit more neutrally in some of the areas, yeah. you'd probably get about six fifty for it. Yeah, so I think maybe just a wee bit of alteration in the decor to so it's less personalised, um, and then also compliance, which would be um, yeah, ICR, electricals and things, and uh, glass safety. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a good one. So we'll go that was. It could be quite handy as well something like that if you are needing a wee bit of storage space the fact that the garage is separate because you could always not include that within the let and keep the garage for your own space yeah a lot of people do that um, mm -hmm. and keep that and use it as storage and things because storage units are so expensive now and mm -hmm. um, flat and douglas road leslie that's just up from we've got one just on that we've got two on that street and <laughs> um, that's our one and king edward street that's quite a nice flat, that would be really popular. It is only one bedroom, um, as opposed to two. Price point's a wee bit higher because it's Mark Inge, but Mark Inge is really popular. Um, so you're having the train station as well, you get, yeah. when we have ones in Mark Inge, there's not, they don't, I wouldn't say they come up particularly often in Mark Inge, so we do get quite a good bit of interest when they do. And like I yeah. said, when you put the train station there as well, it makes them a bit more desirable. Yeah, you've got some really nice shops. Um, you've got the train station. You've also got Balburnie Park in the estate um, and this would be an ideal property for maybe somebody that's single or maybe a more mature couple with things they'll probably have a wee dog so do you know what I mean that is perfect area um, but I think we'll stick with Lothian Court as an example this morning I'm just going to skip through what else is here uh, McDuff Gardens now this one I know now this is a really good investment property it's, it's got off street parking but I'm going to skip through it and show you um, got off street parking to the left there it was a previous rental before, so it's got smoke alarms and things. Um, I mean, decor, it's nothing startling, it would need to be changed. But just, it's a semi-detached property, it's got a good, it's a corner plot. It's been a previous rental and things as well. But unfortunately, the Home Report states it's, uh, it's a non-traditional uh, build. So it's actually a timber frame build, so you will really struggle to get a buy-to-let mortgage on this. Uh, it would either have to be a cash purchase or you would have to find very, one of the very few lenders that would lend on it. Um, and that is the downside to that one. Otherwise, that would be a good, uh, it's a good area, would be really popular. So let, let's move to Glenorchus um, and we will go, well, what was the three areas we said, Kevin? Glenorchus, Cooper and Leva. So, yeah, well, quite well, look at Cooper. I don't think there's a great deal in Cooper at the moment. I think there's about, um, well, there'll be a wee bit less than Glenrothes, but we'll see the power. Again, Cooper's quite good because you get people that are maybe not wanting to stay in St Andrews, but are, yep. however, working there or studying there. So you've got the commuting side of it and also up to Dundee as well. It's quite easy. So I would say we just, I mean, we had a one bedroom flat on in Cooper and it went within, well, we had a tenant lined up for once the refurbishment was completed on it. So um, it that's was... the one on the Bonnegate. We've done that twice yeah. in the Bonnegate. Um, yeah. <laughs> while the refurb was getting done, it was, uh, we found the tenant, and that was quite a successful way of doing that. Uh, yeah. Let's have a look at what's in Cooper. But like that, Cooper is ideal for people who are working or studying, or obviously St Andrews. Cost price point of rentals in Kirkcaldy and sorry, and St Andrews is so high. In comparison, um, it's good to just be in Cooper. You've got everything in Cooper. It's a brilliant little market town, and you're going to pay 
you're not going to pay such a premium, although rents are higher than other areas. Um, but obviously, St Andrews is a better market on its own. So, so one bedroom flat. I mean, up until recently, you were probably getting about two bed flats in uh, Cooper for around about eighty. Uh, you could still find them. Um, just land. That's a one bed. So you're, 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 there's a two bedroom flat on the cross gate. That's right on the corner. Do you know where that is at the cross? Yeah, yeah. Um, a two bed flat at ninety, which is probably about right now in Cooper. To be fair, um, oh sorry, clicking too far. Please tell me if I'm clicking through this too fast and you can't see it because I want people to be able to see what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, so a two bedroom flat right in the centre of the town. Um, that's okay. I mean, for these flats on the cross gate and things, it is typically what you would expect. Um, there's hardly any pictures. That's not a great listing <laughs> at all. Uh, hmm. uh, that's not really jumping out to me, to be fair. And the pictures, the listing really doesn't do it justice. No disrespect. Um, right, so let's see what else there is. Uh, Three-bed flat. Hill Street, that's Lady Bar. Have you look at this? Again, Lady Bank can be quite popular and you've got the train station again. Again, it's got the, it's got the train line, yeah. Well, that's got to be dining area in there. Quite nice. Kitchen's okay. That's nice. Mm -hmm. be a bit too personalised, but obviously because somebody lives in it, but... Um, I was just going to, I was, I was wanting to see what the outside space was like. That's actually not too bad uh, for a for a, a flat. Um, but the one thing that people will ask that's got a drying area at the back is parking for that one. Parking will be an issue with that one. I don't see that there is any. So, it's all these things that you know that people, Kim, you'll know yourself for doing viewings. You know what people are going to ask you <laughs> when you get to certain properties. You know what half, uh, half the time what the questions are going to be. Um, do, you, do you find that? If you were yeah, to go to this property to let. Definitely like parking and outside space um, yeah. are two big things. I mean, I know myself, I wouldn't want somewhere that didn't have any off-street parking. Just people can be quite precious about their cars. So having that option for the off-street parking and you don't want to come home after a long shift and somebody's taking the space outside your house and you're having to park yeah. further down the street. So I think if you can get something that does have the off-street parking, it does give you that sort of more premium edge to it because not every property does. Yeah, I mean, knowing how street, I think there'll be parking on the other side of that road, but mm -hmm. will that be ideal with three-bed flat? You're obviously more than likely somebody going to have kids. Um, you want to be getting out of the other side of the road and things. Yeah, just things like that to take into consideration. Not to say that potentially it's a, a bad uh, buy-to-let option, I think it's, it's, it depends on the individual landlord or investor and who their target audience is and, and what they're looking to achieve. Um, this is just trying to give you an idea of what, um, how to go through the process of sourcing a property and how uh, how you could make the best potential of the, the income and thing. Okay. Nothing's really jumping out of me for Cooper. Let's jump to leave in. Let's not too much time before we could perhaps have a look at what's in Lee. There's not a great deal in. I think I could tell you it's on the market and even just how you have a close eye on it. <laughs> what one, sorry? 
there's not really that much for on the market. There's about 20 or so now, 15. Things just get um, smashed up really quickly. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some little diamonds in there that you can pick up if you do yes, keep There's this Gladstone Street. Gladstone Street's actually not too bad. Yeah. Um, that, I've actually looked at this flat. It probably needs to be a bit of work. Um, it's not the best flat, but um, it would be something of a good starter. A good wee starter flat. Um, Clyde Place, Leading Road, Windygates. Now, this Windygates is quite popular. So, 50,000 one bedroom flat. Um, let's see what this one's like. So, nice bathroom, shower of bar. Oh, that looks not bad. That's quite good. That's nice. This is similar to one we've got just down on the yeah, same yeah. row. Parking at the back, which is great because that the leading road, obviously, but because you could come around the back and park, parking's a big plus. That's actually quite a, a nice little flat. That would be a perfect one um, if somebody's maybe just starting out or, do you know what I mean? They're trying to build up their portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, Windigates is quite popular. I think the fact that there's a around the back for the off-street parking as well makes it more attractive yeah. because obviously, like you say, it can be quite a busy road. Um, so having that option around the back there would make a bit of a difference for it. And it's nicely presented as well. Yeah, one bed. What are you thinking we would get for that then, Kim? Um, maybe kind of in the region of 395 for it. Yeah, I thought about 400 as well. Um, yeah, let's use that as an example then. So we've got the one, we've got one either side of this further down the street, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So Clyde Place. And that's one of the And you're saying we'll say four hundred. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's how we look at those ones then. Um, if we go in. Right, let's pull up Jim's magical spreadsheet. Could you see that, Kim? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So anybody that is watching and does not have a copy of this, uh, feel free to message me and I would happily get that to you. You could use that. So, yeah. so let's put the, the figures in. So let's start with this one at Lothian Court. So, uh, oh, sorry, I filled in. So one property, it was $79,995, we'll say 80 uh, you've got your 4% stamp due and your 25% uh, deposit for your buy to let mortgage. Now, I think just for argument's sake, it'll be 3.5 uh, mortgage interest rate. Arrangement fee. Now, if you'd watched, Jim and I went through this um, the other week and obviously you could you could find um, you could find lenders who do mortgages with 0% um, Arrangement fee with a wee bit of higher rate, but it worked out better than actually finding one with a lower rate and paying a fee. But just for the purpose of this exercise, an argument sake, we'll just do 1.5%, because you're probably around about 900 uh, arrangement fee. Um, could be between maybe, maybe 500 and 900, or there is one with 0%, but they've got a higher rate. But sometimes that works out a little bit better. And then this one, the three bedroom at Lothian Court, Kern, uh, three bedroom at Terrace. What were we say? Did we say 650? Yeah, we'll say yeah. 650. That worked. Uh, it. Okay. So, yeah, so if, if you could see it, could you, could you see my cursor on the screen as I go over? Yeah. Yeah. 
So your money in here, obviously, is your deposit and your stamp duty and things like that, right? So 25,200. Uh, your rent here up, up at the top is a uh, 7,800 throughout 12 months. And that's assuming 100% occupancy. And that gives you, uh, obviously, once you've paid your mortgage, your gross profit, um, that's your rent, obviously, minus the mortgage. It's 5,668. Um, so that's given you £472.38 uh, cash per month after the mortgage. Okay. Uh, and then as Jim and I uh, were doing sensitivity analysis and, and things, I mean, if we could take the occupancy rate down, so say we'll go down to 11 months, just to see about it's empty for a month. And you can see how that changes your, your, your rent, your mortgage, and what your actual profit is and what you get each month. Um, let's bring that down even further, say 10 months. And then I think you let's just drastically drop it and say the property was empty for half the year, which is it's not going to be. Uh, you're still okay. You're still getting £147.38 cash after the mortgage each month, um, which is brilliant. And then even at six months, let's see if we can work out with the, the mortgage interest rate. So let's go right up. So let's just say, for argument's sake, 8%. Yeah. So you're still okay. Now, the likelihood of that being empty for six months of the year and mortgage rates jumping up to 8%, and I mean, that's just not going to happen. So, um, and that's all about, um, that's the risk analysis and sensitivity analysis. So if you were looking at this as a potential buy to let, then you could see like, well, what if it was empty for so many months? And what if mortgage rates uh, went up and things? And you could see that you're still making a profit. Um, sorry, I'll just go back. I'll just put that back to what it was. We were six months. Um, if you get to this stage where you're, I say hypothetically, mortgage rates are up at 8% and you're six months empty and you're, now you've got only like, this is the 81 zone of what your cash flow is coming through each month. This 30% here, your overheads includes uh, things like managing agents like us. So if, if desperate times come and you need to take the management agent out, take that down to 15%. Um, and then that gives you that, that extra. So, but I mean, even at that, you're still breaking. So does that does that make sense? I think that's a, a really good uh, investment, actually. And I'm going to pitch that to a few of our vital uh, investors when I when I come on here. Uh, just have a few comments. Matthew, thanks for joining us. Uh, Matthew says that would be awesome if I could get a copy of the spreadsheet. Matthew, I will drop you a message when we come off here and get your details, and we could. Uh, get a copy of that across to you and have a wee chat if you're looking for any investment advice and things i'm happy to have a wee chat with that and then let's do another one that we had that was the one bedroom in clay place we were looking at Karen. Mm -hmm. you see that again yeah yeah well, let's change this so one one property this one was on at fifty thousand. You still get your four percent, your twenty-five percent deposit, which is twelve and a half. I will leave mortgage rate at um, 
Uh, 3.5, just for argument's sake, remember, this is just uh, so we could get an idea of figures. Uh, and you're saying 400 will get for that one bedroom. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite a nice uh, wee one bedroom as well. That's another one that I might pitch to people. Um, so yeah, 400 rent, so 12 months. So your annual rent uh, for 12 months with full occupancy will be 4,800. Uh, take off your mortgage um, and then your gross profit uh, minus the rent will be 3,400. And £61.25 and then so cash per month after your mortgage payment and things is £288.44, um, which is quite good. I think well, and you've, you've obviously taken into consideration um, your overheads and things here as well. You've only got sixteen and a half in, which includes your deposit um, stamp duty and things as well. Let's do a wee stress test on this one. So let's see if we come down to say ten months, pretend to for a couple of months a year. Still totally fine. Go down. Go down eight months. Still fine. Six months a year. I mean, it's low, but you're you're still fine. You're, I mean, you're you're far from it. I mean, you're never going to be in this situation. No. So, uh, but let's. Years of full occupancy again. Let's see. Obviously, you got eight percent mortgage. Still okay. Even at eight percent mortgage uh, rate, let's come down to ten months occupancy. Still okay, um, but yeah, I mean, you play around with that. That's this sheet's really good um, uh, for doing that, and there's a there's a, a lot of ways to obviously test your investment uh, or potential investment. Um, so yeah, I hope that's I hope that kind of uh, it's a wee mini tutorial about how I look at um, properties and how they are as potential investments. Um, so if you want to copy that or obviously to, to kind of go through that process it's really good um so yeah i mean do you agree with these, these properties as vital investments can like area and potential interest you'd be getting them obviously you're doing frontline lens every day um do you think these would be good yeah the area and obviously the types of properties the one in winter gates is obviously very attractive as it is and the one in glen office has the potential for it just with a little bit of work into it so both potentially good buy to lets there that you've got um, and obviously keeping an eye on the market and making sure that you're picking these things up as soon as they come on because there's the potential for them not to stay around for long. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, I mean, Fife and Fife in its entirety is, is such a good area. Um, I think the main areas uh, that we just covered just now are quite good. Um, Glen Office, Cooper, the leading mouth area and things is good. But so is Kirkcaldy. And I mean, like I say, it's quite pocketed. Um, and some outperform others slightly. But I think in general, Fife is quite a good area, is a really good area to invest in. Um, yeah, Glen Office in, in particular, Karen, I mean, sorry, on you go. Fife in general, I think it's mostly knowing your streets is a more important part of it, because I yeah. mean, we can get one area and it's, you can have a village and it could be lovely and then you've maybe got some bits in it that aren't great. So we had people in the office that weren't from the area that were asking us for some advice on like where to look. And it was like Fife in general is a good place to look. It's more knowing your streets that are the important side of it and making sure that you're getting the right street that doesn't have the bad reputation for it. 
Yeah, I mean, as I say, areas change um, throughout Fife, but even down to the street could be, uh, I mean, you could be, one street could be right next to the other street and they could be so different and they could command uh, a, a wee bit of a different um, rental value and things as well. Have you seen that? Yeah, definitely. We can, I mean, we have, in Leaven, I will say, for example, we've got one area of Leaven that it still rents out well, um, it's some blocks of flats, they still generate a good return, but then you could maybe go to the other side of the street where you've got houses and they demand a much higher return than the flats on the other side of the street. So just even that short distance can make a completely different market for it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of factors that we looked at in these properties today that um, influence the level of rent you could achieve for property as well, like things like uh, off-street parking and um, having maybe uh, good living space um, or, or like family space, if it's, if it's aimed at a family home, then people will pay a wee bit extra for that. Um, and if you, you've seen things like any like say garages and things as well, um, do you see these kind of things commanding uh, higher rental values? Yeah, these little differences make it more attractive, therefore you're demanding a higher rental return for it. People are willing to pay that little bit more to have those extra things. And I think even looking on it from a long-term tenant aspect as well, if you have a property, the more boxes a property is going to tick, the more likely somebody is to stay because they don't, they're not going to have a reason to move. They've yeah. got the living space, they've got the bedroom space, the gardens, off-street parking. They're not looking for something more potentially. Um, so I think obviously you can attract a more long-term tenant if you've got the more things you tick, the, lo the longer they're likely to stay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, the standard of finishing things as well, um, we have seen um, a lot of refurbs because uh, we've had a lot of new, new buy-to-let purchases coming on over the last year or two. Um, and we've seen a lot of them through and helped a lot of them along the way. Um, and bringing these newly refurbished properties to the market um, it just it excites people, it excites potential tenants and things. It makes them uh, excited about moving into it. It makes them more keen to look after the place and create a home and be there for a longer period of time. Um, and I'm sure that's something you've experienced over the last few while as well. Yeah, and even ourselves as well. Obviously, we've had this property that we've watched come through this stage and finally get to that point where it is ready to go and is ready to be a home for somebody else. So it makes it a lot easier to effectively sell and pitch this property because you like it yourself as an agent. Yeah. So it makes it easier to then find somebody that also has that feeling and is going to appreciate it and look after it more because it is done up to that level and you can potentially attract a, a better tenant for it because you're putting out a better product. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, a better finished product is, is a great way to achieve uh, tenant satisfaction and and have a better and, and, and ultimately creates a better income as well, because uh, you're going to have a, a better rent level and things. And people are prepared to pay it if the property is if the property is in a good condition if it's if it's at that at that standard as well. Um, so yeah, so that was great, Karen. Well, thank you for coming on um, and having a chat about the rental side of things. Uh, it's good to get a perspective from um, somebody else in frontline lettings who's dealing with things, especially how much things have changed recently um, from um, from the lettings, uh, lettings point of view and how vital uh, investment um, can be so lucrative as long as it's done properly. Um, and it is easy to do it properly. You just need to uh, either know what you're doing or know the right person to ask what to do. And that's what these shows are all about. Um, we're here, obviously, to help people and advise them as best we can, and what we think and what we know, sorry, is best practice, and what we think people 
uh, are attracted to, and I would say as well, what we know people are attracted to um, with rental properties, and whether that be certain areas or whether it be certain aspects of the property, uh, if it's off street parking and, and things that, that people are looking for, or if it's uh, good, uh, good links to certain things in certain areas, like you see the train link and things that are popular. So, um, a lot, and especially if people are um, out of area investors. Um, we have a, a lot of investors that are out of area, and we we have we handpick properties and say, look, this but well, this would be a good investment because, um, and then and then that allows them to make a, a decision. Uh, sometimes without without even being in the property themselves at all, um, and that's what we're here to do. Um, and it is quite a, it's quite fulfilling to do that for people and see the successful uh, portfolio that people uh, people build and help them do that. Uh, got a few comments. Uh, Facebook user, I'm sure I know who you are. <laughs> uh, me too about the spreadsheet uh, and really helpful. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll jump onto the group and see who you are and respond. And um, Matthew, yeah, perfect. Uh, that's brilliant. I will uh, touch base with you after this, Matthew, and we could. Um, I'll send you the spreadsheet and things. Uh, but anyway, that was great. I'm going to wrap it up there. But that was just a quick guide on. Um, how I would uh, recommend that you look uh, to source properties for your buy-to-let portfolio and build um, and build that up um, throughout your investment journey. If that's what your intention is to do. Uh, thank you for joining me, Ken. And as always, it's a pleasure to get your insight on things. Um, and thanks everybody for joining. Anybody watching on the reruns, still comment. I'll pick it up uh, and I'll come back to you guys who joined us this afternoon. Okay. And I will see you all later. Thanks, Karen. Bye. 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 Bye.